I know that you uh, you were in bands before and all that stuff, uh, so I definitely want to get into that. But before yeah. we even start, uh, plugs. What do you got going on? I know you're you're a, you used to do comedy. Are you gonna come back to that anytime soon? Yeah, right now I'm in the middle of a lot of writing projects, and um, I actually just had a, a play um, a few months ago, and now they want me to write a full length play. So I'm gonna have like an 80 minute play. Um, in March at Alamo City Studios. Oh man, that's cool. So yeah, I've been writing that, trying to cast that. Um, and I still write jokes and stuff. I just yeah, I haven't hit the stage in a long time. So uh, yeah, there so, will be a return at some point. So plugs, Twitter, Instagram. Oh yeah, TikTok, all that stuff. Everything you got. Everything's at the Brian Powell. So easy enough. I like it. I like it when <laughs> you can find across all platforms. Yeah. The same thing. People that have like different and, and the underscores and the different fucking names was like, do you not want to be found at all? Yeah. Uh, Some so don't. How'd you get into that that the play playwriting? Um, I met through a mutual friend. This guy, um, my buddy works with him, and he was just like, hey, I feel like you two should meet. You'll have similar interests. Blah blah blah. And mm-hmm. um, I know you typically do like short films and stuff, but this guy does theater and. Um, we became fast friends, and I told him about this idea I had for a, like a short film I wanted to write. And he was like, well, it's only in one location, and there's only four people in it. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, dude, write it as a fucking play, and we'll, we'll put it in the show. Yeah. And then I met all the other people there, all the writers, all the struggling actors and, and all that. And uh, yeah, it's a cool little crew. They're called uh, Fourth Act Studios. And what was the play called? Uh, the one I wrote was called Divorce Aversary. And Divorce it's about, Aversary? It's about a family. It's actually based off a nightmare I had uh-huh. where I was visiting my parents and they revealed that they were celebrating the anniversary of their divorce, and they've actually been fake married for my whole life. Really? And that, yeah, that's what I dreamt. Oh, okay. And then okay, I woke okay. up, and I was like, holy shit, like, I need to write this down. And yeah, it just kind of turned into the, the play that, um, that we premiered. It's, it's so, really fun. That's so funny. Dude. It's always, it was a comedy yeah. play. Okay, yeah, okay. I got a lot of laughs, which, which made me excited, because... I mean, you know the feeling. There's nothing worse than you're like, oh, this is going to be so funny, and then it's just crickets. Yeah, you could work on something, and then once <laughs> it's in front of people, you're just like, oh, fuck, they didn't like that. And it's different, too, directing other people. Yeah. So that was new, because you know, when, when something goes bad, you know, you have to figure out how to you know, backpedal or get the audience back on your side. But uh, once you're sitting in the audience and the four other people are acting it out, it's kind of out of your control. Yeah. But luckily, they did great, so, yeah. Well, that's cool, man. And so what's, what's the next project going to be for, for theater? Funny enough, I actually wanted to make a musical. Um, really? But it was, yeah, it would, it would be way too hard to, to crank out. I, I need to have a script finished in a couple of weeks so we can cast it, rehearse, and all that. Um, so the idea I have now is actually about a um, sitcom that's being filmed in front of a live studio audience. Uh-huh. So... I'm going to have like a comedian come out and like warm up the audience and all that. And so basically the audience is going to feel like they're actually at like a live taping. So okay. it'll be kind of interesting and uh, form challenging. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to make uh, Oregon Trail the musical. Oh, really? <laughs> and have songs about like dying of dysentery and snake bites and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Has but, that, been, that hasn't been done yet, huh? No. No, that, I looked it up and I was like, oh my God, I need to do this. But That's a funny concept. I think it's too ambitious. <laughs> yeah. It'll be, yeah, it'll be a big, uh, big thing to take on. Writing songs is hard enough, and then writing a whole play around it and casting people who can actually sing and dance, and yeah, I don't have time for that shit. <laughs> and, and any plans on returning to comedy? I think I asked you about that. I don't know if we started when I asked you, but... Yeah, no, definitely. I just, like I said, I've been busy doing more behind the scenes and writing, mm-hmm. um, which takes up a lot of time yeah. putting on shows, so I'm definitely going to hit the stage again, though, yeah. That's cool, man. That's cool. Uh, so what band? With music too. What I'm band? actually trying out for a band later this month. Oh really? What do you play? I currently play. Well, I play bass What's your and main guitar. Thing? Bass. Yeah, I, I play bass. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Uh, what bands were you in before? Uh, I was in a melodic screamo band called Choirs. I was in a grind band called Scumicide. Um, I was in a power violence hardcore band called Headache. Um. Yeah, I've been in a bunch of bands over yeah. the years. Yeah, different different genres and stuff too. Anything uh, that that kind of got uh, you know any traction? Like a lot of recording, a lot of tours, yeah. anything? Um, choirs actually toured quite a few times. I think like two small tours and one through the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, I, <laughs> it was actually really funny. One of the nights, so we were in New Orleans the night before. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so we were all fucking, you know, wasted. And then the next day we were in Lafayette, Louisiana. And I basically like plopped out of the fucking van, like passed out in the front yard of the house show that we were playing at uh-huh. uh, in an ant bed. Oh, God. So I woke up and my leg was like swollen and shit. And uh, my singer was like, man, like, you know, you need to fucking like wake up, like get ready. And I was just like, nah, dude, like tonight's going to be the best fucking best show of the tour. I could feel it. Yeah. And I woke up and it was literally like right. It was time for us to play. I went in and. I shit you not, it was the best fucking show really? of the whole tour. And then, yeah, there was, like, people, like, screaming our lyrics back at us, like... Oh, wow, that's amazing, man. Yeah, I didn't even, like, know they... You know, like, apparently we had a big following there. And I guess they just listened to the songs on Bandcamp or whatever. And, um, yeah, man, it's a weird feeling. It's really cool. So you're from San Antonio, born and raised? Mm-hmm. And so all these bands were out of San Antonio? Yeah. Um, Choirs was like half here, half Austin, because our guitarist moved up to Austin, uh-huh. and he was like the main songwriter. So we'd go back and forth a lot. Yeah, and he lived in a like a house venue. Like they'd throw house shows like every other weekend or so. Yeah. So we played up there a lot too. So you're trying to get back into it. You're trying out for another band. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's kind of like comedy. I've been wanting to get back into it for a long time, and my friend was like, "Hey, man, like, we're gonna need a bassist pretty soon." Yeah. And, you know, January we're gonna start jamming out again and writing new songs and. <clears throat> I was like, well, fuck yeah, man, let's do it. How long let's start you, a fucking band. How long was your break uh, from, from playing, from jamming? Um, I think the last band I was in broke up like probably five or six years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's actually funny, me and some of the old guys from choirs, we were jamming again. We had like maybe like four songs written. We were almost ready to play a show, and then that's when the fucking shut down and pandemic happened. Oh, damn. So I was like, all right, well, <laughs> I guess yeah. it's a sign. I'm, I'm not... I can be playing music again, but that's all kind of, well, I don't know if it's over now. Omnicron fucking, things are getting scary again out there, but. I know, man. Yeah, hopefully shows. You think there's going to be another shutdown? I don't know, man. It's It started to finally hit San Antonio, so we'll see but how the, bad it gets. But the Delta didn't really, like, scare anybody into, like, fucking staying in. I mean, people that's were still true. going out. That's true. I mean, I don't keep up with, like, the trends and, and like, the Delta, the Omnicron. I don't yeah. know. Well, Delta doesn't sound like a fucking scary transformer. Though. I know they had to like come out with it, like, no, this was Omnicron. This yeah. one, like, is this more is the serious. this is the evil motherfucker. It sounds evil. Delta just sounds sounds clinical. Yeah, Omnicron sounds like a whole a whole other beast. Yeah, it's pretty. I don't know. I I don't know where they get these names from either, but yeah. Uh, so I don't know, man. I, I it kind of sucks the whole idea of like our thing shutting down because like. Yeah. Like bands are like canceling stuff. Like like the touring stuff started picking up. Mm-hmm. Live shows started picking up. I was like super stoked about that. And then the like, cancellations after cancellation after cancel. Mm-hmm. You know, one band team member caught it, so they shut down. It was it's fucking scary, dude. You know, because we all thought we were on in the clear. Yeah, doing what we can. You know, doing the vaccine, the boosters, the mask. After whenever. Limp Biscuit played Lollapalooza and had like their big comeback. I fucking got tickets to see him. Oh, really? Because as funny as it is as a joke, like I actually really fucking love Limp Bizkit. You really do, huh? And yeah, I always thought that was I thought that was a bit, but uh, it, I mean it is, but it isn't. Yeah. Um, but I was gonna see them. I was gonna make this whole mockumentary about me going and all that. Um. And yeah, the numbers started rising again, so they canceled the tour. They canceled the whole. So thing instead, again. on the day that I was supposed to see them, I went out and got this tattoo. Damn, dude. So he has a live, laugh, limp biscuit tattoo. I don't know if they're going to be able to see it, but that is, uh, wow, that's amazing, dude. Yeah. I got it from uh, Tori Poole's ex. Oh, Jason yeah? Poole. Yeah. That's cool. And it's funny. I filmed the whole thing, too. I'm still going to try to figure out how to use the footage, but he was so pissed because he fucking hates limp biscuit. Uh-huh. But he was like, he was laughing because he was like, it's too funny of an idea. Like, fuck you. Yeah. Like, God damn it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Uh, did you post anywhere? Did you hashtag it? Has the band seen it? I don't think so. I haven't really. I was gonna save it until I until I released the the video footage. But, oh okay. Um, I did post it earlier today actually. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Hopefully, it gets shared around or put it on a Limp Biscuit fan page or something. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I, I I thought it was a bit. Uh, Three dollar bills obviously was was a great album. Other than that, <laughs> that's that's about it for me, dude. Yeah. No, but, I don't. I don't blame you. They're not. They're not good. Okay. I can't explain my my fascination with them. Yeah, like the like I I understand, especially like as a musician as well. Like they, well, West Borland has some pretty good riffs, but yeah, but I mean Fred rhymes the same fucking words with the same fucking like he, 
his lyrics are a joke. Like yeah. he's so fucking cringy, but like just something about him. Yeah. <laughs> no, they they blew up pretty big, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. And like uh it's like it's like an uncool nickelback type of vibe, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. We're like Well, they named their newest album Limp Biscuit Still Sucks. Yeah. I mean they, they kinda they're playing into the joke kind of more. Uh, what do you think I about think. that album? It's got some bangers on it. Yeah. And uh there's there's one song called uh Turn It Up Bitch and it's it's um very like old school, early nineties, like DJ Lethal, like House of Pain. Yeah. Um and it's actually good. Like I I hate saying it unironically, but <laughs> No, nah, I only gave it one spin and I was like, uh, I can't can't do it 'cause Yeah. I is if it's not three dollar bills, I I don't it's not gonna win me over. <laughs> or win me back, I guess I'll say. Yeah. Uh what was your first concert ever? My first Limp Biscuit concert or my no, first? No, just wait. Have you seen them? Yeah, and oh, I was, was going to ask you about that. Like, okay, so uh, I did see them like probably 2010, maybe. When did they come out? Um, when, it was at the Majestic Theater. Oh, so they were already like uh, big. They were already like Limp Biscuit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, uh, the Chocolate Starfish came out in the year 2000. So significant other was ninety five six three dollar bill y'all came out in ninety four. That's when they first that soon. I, I was in high school when it came yeah. out. Yeah, so I guess like ninety seven ish. But so how I saw them, never heard anything about them. But uh, they were doing that uh, <laughs> ladies' night in Cambodia tour, which was oh, like cool. their fir- very first tour, I think. Right, right. And they they just. Clutch was opening up for them, and I love Clutch. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very mismatch. Yeah, no kidding. You know, uh, I think Clutch was, it was uh, still when they did that self-titled, they were still touring on that self-titled one, which mm-hmm. is all like the space space vibes uh, that Clutch had going on. And uh, so I bought the tickets. All, all, all me and my buddies, we had no idea who Limp Biscuit was. We bought the tickets just to see Clutch open up. <laughs> and our plan was just to split after yeah. that. Let's go just get something to eat, whatever. Uh, just being high school fucking fatties. And uh, so Clutch stops and we're just like, oh, we'll just check out a couple of songs. We know we still have known nothing about them. At this time, it wasn't really easy to like, okay, let me Google this band right, and see yeah. what they sound like. We just didn't know. Right. Was Napster out yet? Napster was out, but I wasn't doing Napster. Yeah. Uh, well, I even then, half the time you get like a fake song or you don't yeah. know. Yeah. You'll get two or three songs from an album yeah i've gotten so much bullshit because you think you get all surprised when you on napster this is like the new deftones and it's a, a band that sounds like yeah. deftones but they put deftones <laughs> on there just so you'll download it and mm-hmm. listen but they won't put like their real name on it which is kind of like it's promotion but it's like anti-promotion because you're not really yeah it's promoting weird. anything right you know uh so anyway so they just wanted to troll you i guess i don't know yeah i've got so many of those it's fucking it's, it's fucking ridiculous <laughs> but uh so stuck around and they fucking rocked, dude. It was so <laughs> fucking good. They had like uh, they had like a little jeeps, like just the front of the jeeps on the stage, and they had like bamboo and like all this stuff. They have all this stuff <laughs> on stage, which was so wild. I've never seen a band go out like that. Uh, yeah, at the White Rabbit. Oh wow! Cool. So it, it was a small stage. Well, it's a paper tiger now, but it was yeah. the White Rabbit at the time. Right, right. And uh, I played there many times. Yeah, and uh, had a good time, man. I was like, "This is fucking cool." Afterwards, we went out to the back because we wanted to meet the Clutch guys. We went out to the back, and Fred Durst was the first guy that comes out, and uh, he grabs a friend of mine. He's like, "Hey, man, what'd you think of the show?" And he's like, "I'm not here to fucking see you," and he fucking shook him off, right? And we're like. <laughs> We just thought like Limp Bizkit one and done. Yeah, it was a good show, but you know they're never gonna like be a big yeah. thing. Two weeks <laughs> later, they were on Spring Break, MV, uh, MTV Spring Break, whatever the fuck. Yeah. And I was like, Is that the one where the, where he's like singing like on the giant toilet? No, you know what I'm talking dude, about no. Yeah, that, that was that was later on. Yeah, I just I, when you said that, I, yeah, I forgot about how ridiculous their set pieces are. Yeah, they didn't go ridiculous. It was just like it was a big uh, set production type of thing, which is so wild because they weren't even. <laughs> I guess they they had a big budget uh, out of nowhere, uh, so they put it on for all for the show. Yeah. Uh, but I thought like 
it was just a one and done. Then, you know, we won't hear anything about them and stuff. And then the MTV spring break. And then they fucking blow up $3 bills. I went to go buy $3 bills. I was like, oh, man, this is fucking Well, they were, yeah, they were riding uh, Corn's coattails for a while. And yeah, they, they were all. They got them to, uh, what's his name? Rick, Rick Rubin? No, Ross Robinson. Ross Robinson, produced yeah. There. When he was like the biggest producer at the time. Like he did yeah, System he, of a he, Down, Rob Zombie, like all that shit. He's the, the first Slipknot album. The godfather of. Uh, of uh, new metal shit. New metal. <laughs> Vanilla Ice, believe it or not. Put out a pretty decent uh, new like metal rock oh, record. Really? Yeah, oh, you ever heard it? Yeah, it came out in '98. Uh, Hard to swallow. I would <laughs> check it out. He re- he redid uh, Ice Ice Baby, the uh, the uh, rock version of it. Oh my God! How yeah. have I? How have you so, not yeah. heard it? That's crazy. Yeah. I'm gonna, hey, I'm gonna listen to it on the way home. You have to check it out. I I I I, I back it. I'm down for it. Uh, but all those bands were all uh, produced by, by Ross Robinson. But like his his the most simple thing that he does is records without to to not no click no metrodome, mm. which that's why they that the albums that he produced has this certain like real live performance type yeah. vibe to it you know like even on the overdubs there's no click there's no metrodome you just got to go off of. How, what you think the time is. Right. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Dude. Well, that's, I mean, even if you look, compare, you know, the first two, like uh, uh, Significant Other to $3 Billy All, like $3 is so raw sounding. Yeah. And the guitar tone is so different. Like Significant Other and every album after that just sounds so polished. Yeah. And it's, it kind of takes of away. That, what that, that click yeah. make, brings on that polished sound, you know, that perfect right. end time sound. Which you you appreciate for like the more like prog metal definitely has to play along to a click and stuff, but for for that that punk aesthetic, even though it is new metal, for that punk aesthetic, you're vibing with what with the players. Mm-hmm. You're not really playing to the click, and the metronome is just like that click that keeps you in in time. Uh, for if you don't know uh, mm-hmm. how the metronome works, whatever, like when you pl- like. Uh, I've played in bands that had samples, backing tracks, and all that stuff. What do you play? You play drums, right? Drums, okay. yeah. Thought so. so when you play to a click, you ha- that's you can't go off. You know, mm. you can't be in the moment. You can't explode. You can't. It's just so in time, in line. I feel like that would throw you off, though, especially if you're like like Dillinger Escape Plan or something, where you have weird time signatures. Yeah, but even though even those are, are, are played to two clicks as well, just because mm. it's so, and they have samples as well, you know. Well, that's true. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, dude, I I I know it's so simple and it's such probably not like a good producing production move, but just the fact of not playing to a click, like you could, and you could tell like Slipknot's first album, no mm. no click. Yeah, you know. It, it slows down, it speeds up, all that good it's stuff. It's brutal. Oh, here's a cool story about that. Um, so my mom used to buy all my CDs from like Walmart or whatever, uh, whichever place like uh, censored them, right? Oh, Walmart, yeah. Yeah. If you had to go to Target if you wanted to <laughs> to be like the cool kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the Slipknot album I got, instead of having like the lyric booklet, like everybody else's, all my friends had, mm-hmm. and the parental advisory sticker, mine didn't because mm-hmm. it was the edited version, quote uh-huh. unquote. Uh-huh. But the CD was not edited at all. And instead of the lyric sheet, there's a one page little thing in there that talks about how censorship is bullshit. Really? And yeah. And I was like, holy fuck. Like, like him or not, like, you got to respect that. And like the fact that they got away with that. Yeah. Like there was never an edited version of their album. Hmm. I wonder because like it was just so hard to catch. Like it it wasn't so there wasn't blatant, like just curse words, this, that, the other. Like it, it was just. I mean, I guess yelling, the label was screaming. like cool with it. I don't know, but yeah, they literally just removed the parental advisory sticker. Yeah. And took the lyric booklet out, but uh, yeah. instead they're just like, "Yep, censorship's bullshit. Like this is true art. Like blah blah blah. Like this little like love note to like to to you know to creating art and stuff." Yeah, I don't think I ever. And that blew my mind. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I ever had to purchase a a parental like an edited mm. CD, you know. But yeah, that was a big thing. Like, if you got it from Walmart, <laughs> it was edited. Yeah. Um, most of my stuff I got from like CD Exchange, mm-hmm. so they were all like, you know, reused, repurposed, all that, all that stuff. Uh, all the cuss words, all the good stuff. Well, I mean, uh, eventually, you know, they stopped. But yeah, when I when I was first 
like Christmas when we first asking for these kind of bands, my parents were like, yeah, you're getting the edited shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, the kid rock one is so funny too. devil without a cause or, or whatever, whatever it's called. Um, the one with the ball with the ball and all that shit. Yeah. Cause when they edit the songs, instead of just like muting it, they have like boing and like ding and like, Oh yeah. Uh, it's like pot sounds like, like all the funniest sound effects you could find on like a morning radio DJ show. That is pretty funny. And so it turns the whole fucking record into like a cartoon. Yeah. Like you count all the boings and all the dings and all that stuff. Yeah. Like it sounds so stupid. Uh, what was your first concert? Um, well you never answered me. Oh, the first one. Um, Cause mine's embarrassing. My first concert was Backstreet Boys. Really? That is pretty <laughs> embarrassing, dude. Well, but here's why. Cause my, my sister was getting tickets for it. And, uh, my mom was like, well, Hey, we're going on this day and your father's going to be out of town. I think it was like a hunting trip or something. Uh huh. So do you want to be home alone or do you want to go with us to this thing? And I was like, no, I want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but secretly I kind of liked him before you went. <laughs> yeah. Before you went, you were a fan. You're like pretty. Well, because my go. sister always played that in the car. Yeah. You know, when we got picked up from school, or whatever. So you know, it wasn't it wasn't a like the worst night in the world for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that, uh, a few years later, what was it? 2000. I went to see. This is the first time I ever heard my mom cuss too. This is awesome. I went to see Blink 182, and it was Jimmy Eat World opening oh, for wow. Newfound Glory, and then Blink 182 was playing last. I think they were like co-headlining, but. Mm-hmm. And they had like this giant set piece and it just said like, fuck blink. And it like lit on fire. Oh wow. And so they had this giant like flaming, like fuck blink sign that they were playing in front of. Yeah. And yeah, it was like the night of my life. Me and my best friend at the time, like we, it was so fun. Yeah. They were our idols. And then uh, on the way home, I asked my mom, I was like, so what did you think of the, you know, the concert? And she goes, well, could have gone without the giant flaming fuck. <laughs> And me and my family were like, oh. It's the first time I ever heard a cuss. It's so funny. Uh, yeah. Man, I've seen so many, like, con- well, because, like, we, with uh, Fiesta and, like, La Semana and all that stuff, I've seen so many bands that it really don't count. Sure. So, sure. like, I think, I think, remember a band called Color Me Bad? I do, yeah. Yeah, I saw them at SeaWorld with the parents, oh, wow. but I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And it's so weird how, like, how sexual those songs were. <laughs> and they're playing at a family-friendly event. Yeah, that's interesting. Singing, I'm, I'm going to sex you up. Mm-hmm. You know? I was like, oh, this, this is kind of, uh, it's kind of bizarre. <laughs> you know? It's kind of weird how they just, as long as they sound good and they sing it, but they're just talking about sex in front of all of these kids. Yeah. And nobody has a problem with it. That's uh, kind of like, like the Bad Touch by uh, Bloodhound Gang. Like, that was all over MTV and the music videos. Like, they're literally just, like, humping each other and shit. Yeah. And I don't even th- I don't even know if, like, I got it at the time when it first came out or if I had to wait, like, a year or two. And I was like, oh. But yeah, a lot of times the, the songs you hear as a kid, like, you don't, you don't really even know what you're listening to. Yeah, you don't know. You know, There's so or much movies, sex out there in R&B. And, like, even on yeah. morning radio, like, going to school, you hear Peaches all these Peaches and things. cream. Yeah, dude. You're like, whoa. It was so wild. Because it was just background noise. It, a lot of it was just background noise. Right. Mm-hmm. But then when you actually break it down and listen to the lyrics, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> these people are fucking horny, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, Why are these artists so horny? All they talk about is sex. Must what be is, all the money. What's going on with that? <laughs> uh, but I think my first show... Music plus money equals horny. Yeah, dude. Sex sells. It's not just a good scene. Mm-hmm. But I think I saw this band called uh, Ten Thousand Mona Lisas, hmm. and they played their 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 big one hit wonder thing was okay. a cover of uh, Alanis Morissette's "You Ought to Know." Mm. They did a punk version of it. Okay, are they uh, kind of like me first in the Gimme Gimmies? I think that was a, there was a one and done. I think that okay. was that was it. But I guess they would be kind of like that. Hmm. So, um, what's 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 your main like? genre that you enjoy like concert wise I don't know I mean I went to so many when I was playing in like hardcore bands I went to so many shows and Mm -hmm. those are just so fun I mean just the the heavy riffs and the you know tribal kind of drums and yeah uh, you know having fun in the mosh pits which I mean I'm too old for now I don't even like being touched at a show or elbowed or nudged but yeah (laughs) Did the coronavirus um, yeah, I mean, affect I like, that? Like, oh, a crowd's moshing, nah. No, it was before. I just, like, I don't know. Yeah. Too fragile. 
<laughs> man I, I i still love it i still enjoy it like yeah. i went to uh i always try to work to to get into the front but then you have the opposite problem where you're getting pushed like into the, the barricade you yeah know, when you're like push oh. you in the back <laughs> chill man i'm trying but yeah i guess i like I, I guess i like heavier shit if i'm seeing it live yeah or even like like old school country like dwight yoakam like stuff like that i, I can get into as mm. well playing wise though what's your favorite kind of genre to play um, probably something more melodic. Yeah. Screamo was really fun. Um, the heavy shit's fun too, but I don't know. It's, it almost feels too simple. You know, it's just like easy. The, the riffs are super, yeah. Just like, yeah. Um, and with, you know, emo or, or screamo or, uh, indie or whatever you want to call it. I mean, it's a lot more, I don't know. It's just more groovy. Yeah. And that's, that's really fun. That's why I like bass so much. Uh, what's one of your most memorable favorite concerts? Um, probably Dillinger Escape Plan in Austin at the old emos before they tore it down. Oh um, yeah, yeah. The uh, the guitarist he always plays stage left. Um, mm-hmm. I don't remember their names or anything. Um, but he will do whatever. I think they call it like head walking or crowd walking. Mm-hmm. And he literally just like runs out yeah, yeah, and yeah. like stomps on people's heads and yeah. shit. And like, it's like walking on water, but walking on people. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Have dude. you seen those? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh my God. And yeah, I was like, right. I was on that side of the stage and I was like, Oh shit. I'm on the, the crazy guitarist side. Mm-hmm. And he walked like, he probably skipped me by like a head from like stomping on my face. Damn dude. But yeah. That show got rowdy. I mean, I think uh converge was also there. It might've been a different night. Wow. Might have been a different night, but yeah, Dillinger played with somebody um, pretty big. Oh, Between the Buried and Me opened. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, I, just all those old emo days. I saw Hello there. Um, Lightning Bolt, actually, one of my bands opened for Lightning Bolt once. Oh, wow. At Mohawk. It was sold out. It was the most people I ever played in front of. That was really cool. Yeah. That's interesting, man. Uh, I, I didn't see Dillinger until their farewell tour. I, I I like their stuff. I just never had the opportunity to see them. I don't like driving out to uh, to Austin too much. Yeah, uh, I don't either anymore. But yeah, back in the day, I would I'd drive. Yeah, but before, to yeah, you would, you had to because people would skip San Antonio, so you had mm-hmm. to drive out to Austin. That's also true. Yeah, especially but, metal for some reason. Yeah, or the heavier, the bigger metal bands. But I don't know. Our, our metal scene's always been huge. Yeah, in San Antonio, it's pretty good here. But. Um, yeah, it's the so Pantera I, t-shirt capital of the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Are you a fan of Pantera? Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. That's my favorite, like, music joke. <laughs> San Antonio is the Pantera t-shirt capital of the world. Yeah, man. Pantera was, like, my... That, that was the first heavy, like, band that I got into. Yeah. I didn't get into them until, like, later on. I got into like, them late as well. Yeah. But, I mean, God, they're they're... The sound, they're they're. It was so brutal. I think it's the dude. Randall amps that Dimebag used or something. But yeah, his sound is just—it's heavy. Yeah, it's just raw. It's like machines grinding together. Like, I don't know. I can't explain it. I didn't get into him until uh, Great Southern Trend Kill, and then I started going back. Uh, when did Vulgar Display come out? Was that before or after that? Vulgar one? Display was was before. Vulgar Vulgar Display was like ninety two, ninety three. Oh shit! Okay. I think uh, Trend Kill was like ninety four. Maybe maybe ninety seven ish as Trend Kill was. Uh, I got into them probably even after that. Yeah, like late late. But and they used to be they started like as a heavy hair metal band. That's right. You I know about that. Yeah, dude. Because he yeah like Phil Anselmo used to do like this like the high pitched screaming. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> and they were like the tight leopard pants, Guns and, and Roses that. kind of shit. Uh, the hairspray <laughs> up hair and all that stuff. It's so bizarre how like that is part of like the the Pantera history, and then they mm-hmm. just went from like this grungy fucking southern metal fucking gods. Well, even like Motley Crue, like they were heavier than most of those hair metal bands, but they had the same look. Yeah, like, they all wore makeup and had perms and shit. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> but yeah, man, I remember when discovering like heavy music like that, and I mm-hmm. guess I was kind of an angry kid like in, in, in high school. And I always I think we all were. I always wondered, <laughs> like, was I an angry kid because of the music I listened to, or did I listen to the music because I was an angry kid? You know, 
But uh, it's an interesting question. I don't know. Because before that, I mean, I was into like radio rock, whatever was on Kiss, you know, like I was big into Nirvana and Candlebox Mm -hmm. because that's what was playing in the heavy rotation on the radio. It was it was (laughs) like in in high school. I wanted to I didn't want anything to do with radio rock. Mm -hmm. I wanted to discover it. Yeah. I wanted to like. Like this is my own private thing, and of course it was in Pantera. By the time I found Pantera, <laughs> it was they were already huge. But, but you if, found them on your own without somebody saying, "Hey, listen to this." Um, yeah, yeah. I forget how I really discovered. Them. I mean, again, same thing. Uh, I went to go see them. Uh, be, no, that's how I found Clutch because Clutch opened for for Pantera. Mm. And so that's how I found Clutch, and then that's how I discovered Limp Bizkit. <laughs> it's so fucking bizarre. Wow. But, so uh, it's like a all your music is a six degrees of clutch. <laughs> that, well, yeah. Like, that's how I would discover music. Like, I would look at the opening bands. Yeah. I can't stand, and like, a lot of people don't do that too much now. If, like, they go to a show, they won't look li- listen to the opening bands. They mm-hmm. just want to see who they want to see. Especially, like, local shows. Yeah. Like, especially, you know, like, the White Rabbit shows, there used to be, like, 15 bands in a night. Oh, that was garbage. And, I, hate, yeah, I hated doing that. Chris Blakey would book, like, five kids in bands for, like, the same time slot and keep yeah. all the money and watch them fight over who's playing. Like, Yeah, dude. But, yeah, I mean, nobody, nobody watched anybody but their friends. Yeah, it was, it was so shitty. But I, I loved discovering new bands. Shout out to Chris Blakey if you're still alive, you piece of shit. <laughs> I don't think I remember who that was, but I knew they did like. Oh, he was a sketchy he shit was like, like a that. bridge troll meth head. Like, yeah, oh, he, so he, he would, probably did. He would rip off uh, every band. I mean, most most of the bands didn't know that you were supposed to get paid because you know they just wanted a, a chance wanted, to play live. They just yeah. wanted to play. Yeah, they didn't realize. But like, Blakey oh. would like prey on yeah younger bands and yeah. people who just don't know any better. Yeah, dude. Um, but though, and those those local shows where they would have like. At first, I thought it was cool because you would have 20 bands in one night. You know, right. they had two separate rooms, the back room, the jam room or whatever, and the mm-hmm. main stage. And at first, I was like, man, this is fucking amazing. It was like, <laughs> it's like a music festival every fucking weekend. Yeah. And then you're just like, when you start, when you get onto that bill, you're just like, I have to sell how many tickets? Yeah. You yeah. know, and like, I got to, they have to have my, like, you have to pass out those little cards and they have to That's pay such with a scam, that. Dude. It, was, it was a fucking scam, dude. <laughs> but uh, did you go to, like, a lot of local shows at, like, the White Rabbit? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. How, I how played I mean, like, uh, Sanctuary, White Rabbit, Sin 13, um, which, well, none of them are around anymore, technically, but yeah, Paper Tiger is still there, but. Yeah. Um, like, are we about the same age? I'm, 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 I'm late 30s. Yeah, I'm 33. Oh, man. So, okay. So that's. A few years separation. That's a, that's a big gap, because. I don't know if you were there for this, but there was a time where there was this group of huge Slipknot fans that even locally they would go to these shows dressed as Slipknot. In the jumpsuits? In the jumpsuits. Sounds familiar. Do you remember seeing this shit? And I, at first, I, I thought about it and I, like, I was like, man, what idiots. <laughs> what idiots. But the, I think about it now. That was like, me, dude. I was like, but how cool was it? I mean, I'll take it. I'll walk it back now because I was like, how cool would it have been to be part of that group? <laughs> like, because <laughs> like, that's all. That's really what music is. Maggots like, it's for it, life. It's like it's a, uh, you know, you want to connect with people and you want to have the same interests, the same similarity, like yeah. stuff like that. But like at first sight, when you see a group of people with barcodes on their back, it's so cringy, dude. <laughs> it was so cringy and like. I think they call them, well, I think Sipnot calls their fans maggots, but yeah. I think they called themselves the maggot maggot crew or something like that. Uh, I think I, oh man, I think I do remember that. I think they had like their own MySpace page. Probably. Like I'm pretty sure they it. did. It was MySpace. It was very like MySpace yeah. times. And what was I mean, weird, I know I've seen them. There was one of them in my high school. Like he would wear the jumpsuit to school until they like banned them. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they would have those, uh, you know, the Hot Topic uh, silver ball necklaces. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all actually, those, oh, all the bracelets. Remember yeah, that the, fit, the fit. thorns or whatever the fuck, the yeah. studs. Uh, I actually bought the Slipknot album at Hot Topic. I'll admit it. <laughs> but I got uh, a shirt from Hot Topic. Slipknot. Yeah, but uh, what what was cool is that they, at Hot Topic they had uh, it was like a listening booth or a listening section. Oh yeah, yeah. So you could just like at Barnes and Noble. Yeah. And I, like a lot of people have that stuff, yeah. but they would pick like albums of the month 
and you could listen to like uh, Spine Shank or oh my god, like Spine Finch Shank. or Slipknot. And I'd never heard of Slipknot before. This was before they. they I used to cover videos. Synthetic in one of my my yeah. first bands. Yeah. Our singer was obsessed with them. <laughs> Spine shank, dude. That's we, we played cool. a Halloween show and we each got to choose a song to cover. Oh yeah. So we covered that and like uh Come to Daddy by Aphex Twin. Oh wow. And uh, some other horrible butchered covers we did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh but yeah, discovering music, you know, on one of those things. Mm-hmm. And love them or hate them, but like Slipknot, they had that that visual grabbing mm-hmm. uh, aspect of it. Yeah. You know, because the cover just had you know, the whole band thing, the and all in mask, and they they fucking put on that first fucking two records were fucking amazing, dude. Yeah, fucking. Well, it's kind of like Static X too. Their their first record, Wisconsin Death Trip, with like the dead face or whatever on the yeah. cover. Like, I immediately saw that and was like, I have to listen to this. What is yeah, because <laughs> uh, that was a time too where like. It it mattered what it looked like. It had well, to. Yeah, the Marilyn album Manson, had to look. Yeah, he was the king of like putting out controversial, controversial uh, covers and shit. Yeah, uh, and you you have to grab them somehow because it was before it was before you could listen to it before you bought it type of thing. Mm-hmm. That's why like those listening sections, those listening booths were like, like so revolutionary. Yeah, yeah. Because before you just you took your chance. If it looks cool, you buy it, you take it home, and you find out it's dog shit. Yeah, dude. You know? Every time we went to Best Buy, or at least like once a month or so, you know, I'd, I'd save up and I'd go with my mom and we'd get a, a CD. And that was me, dude. I'd be in the new metal section, like Slaves on Dope or like some band I've never heard of. I'm yeah. Like, this is a cool cover. Dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> There's like one good song. Or like, that's what that's sucks too is like when you hear the single, you buy the album and like it's literally the only good song on there. Yeah. And you're just like, damn. I got bamboozled again. Yeah, it always sucks when you get it like that. That's why, like, man, cause singles were the shit. Uh, CD singles were the shit because mm-hmm. you knew what you were getting. Very low risk. Yeah. You know? And then you're like, oh, I got to get the time. Got to get the album. <laughs> yeah, dude. Man, it used to be so fun to fucking buy CDs, buy cassettes. Mm-hmm. And now you just, now now music's just going back into being yeah. like background. I listen to Spotify like all the time and yeah, it's, it doesn't feel special anymore. It doesn't even, feel even special. Even when like an album, a new album comes out, it's like I listen to it. It's so easy. Yeah. I miss the, the, the thrill of the hunt, you know? What, where's the, <laughs> this is going to be, where's the weirdest place you've bought a CD or a tape? Um. Oh. I once bought a, a dude had a, a CD booklet, uh-huh. you know, I think there was like 12 CDs in it or some shit. Uh-huh. Um, and I had no idea what half of them were. He was just like, he had some weird, you know, sap story. I was, I think it was like at a show outside of a venue and I just happened to have like, I think it was like 20 bucks is what he was asking. And I was just like, all right, like I'll discover some new music, you know? And yeah, so I just like bought from like the, probably this crackhead who stole them. Like, oh man, he was like an older dude. I was like a fifteen-year-old kid. Yeah, at a show, and yeah, I, I just bought a random, you know, uh, what do you even call those? Booklet of the jackets, the of, CD yeah. jackets. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that is pretty. It's pretty crazy, man. Uh, what, did you find anything good? Was it anything good? Um, there was an Easy E um, solo album in there that was pretty cool because like at the time I actually wasn't really into rap yeah. oh, oh and uh dr dre what was it the chronic i think uh-huh was in there and then just a bunch of weird like silver chair and like a bunch of weird it was a weird mix of, of cds i can't remember all of them but yeah i remember those stood out to me yeah I, I mean i still love those albums i've i've bought a cd at a uh don't say starbucks not a starbucks <laughs> but uh i forget what they're called but like it's like a, a bible store uh, oh, okay. Scripture like stall. Christian... Scripture stall, I think they were called. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, dude. Uh, Norma Jean. I bought Norma Jean's album. Uh, oh, I forgot. Yeah, that's right, album. though. They're, they're a Christian yeah. band. Yeah, because for, for a while, I thought that was going to be my lane. I was like, Christian hardcore? Like, yeah. All right. Well, could... The Chariot's really awesome, too. The and Chariot was great. Yeah. yeah. I saw them at the White Rabbit. Yeah. Uh, but finding them and then... I, I bought a couple actually uh, CDs from them, like Blindside. I bought from the Scripture Stall. Oh, I like them for too. a while. It was yeah. Zayal. 
mm-hmm. about it. and it was so so bizarre to me how like I was like, I don't think they know what they're selling. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because they just have someone the, pulled a fast one on these yeah. Christians. <laughs> because these bands are they're like hardcore bands, screaming, fucking brutal. Yeah. But they're still under the umbrella of the Christian metal, Christian rock. Yeah. Which is so bizarre to me. <laughs> because but like for a while, like yeah, I would go back to the same uh scripture stall because I, I live pretty close to there. You're like, man, wait till the kids at school hear this one. Yeah, dude. I found something no one else has. Yeah. But it was like that for a while because, like, when you, and this is another thing that has gone away. Like, when you read the liner notes and you, you hear all, like, yeah. the bands thanking them or mm-hmm. what, what bands, like, they've toured with, they play with. Yeah, I miss, I love that. I mean, I, I, I still miss, I would spend probably more time than the average kid at Blockbuster. Just reading the backs of movies, studying yeah. them, looking at what year they came out. Like, I love that so much. It's just not the same scrolling through. I don't sound like an old fart, but no, it, it, it was. It's it, the same with music. It's yeah. a thing that that has gone away, and it's so fucking sad because it's not like that. I mean, yeah, sure, you could Google something and mm-hmm. just read it off like that, Wikipedia or something, but it's, it doesn't seem as official as an actual fucking CD jacket book. Yeah, you know, I feel like that's. That's this generation's version of our parents, though, being like, oh, fucking records sound better than the pops is what makes it. Like, y'all don't know, you know? Yeah. Because that's how I feel. I'm like, these fucking kids today don't know how good they have it. Yeah, dude. And, and, like, music now is just, like, it's so in and out. It's so, like, Mm -hmm. it's just background noise pretty much, you know? Well, because it's saturated. It's so much easier to make and access music now. Yeah. I mean, it's... But like before, and again, we're sounding like fucking old <laughs> Like back in my day, you know, you bought a CD and you sat in front of your stereo and you fucking read the book. I mean, book you, you can make fucking movies on your phone now, like literally. Yeah. Uh, you can make music on your phone. You can make yeah. like everything's everything's too easy to make and, th- and stuff. Uh, I remember watching MTV Return of the Rock and uh, me and my best friend and like, I think like Papa Roach. Uh, Last Resort just came out and like pa- Power Man 5000 like all this shit and I was just like oh man like I'm gonna write all these bands on my binder yeah <laughs> and, then, and then we would call Kiss and be like hey can you play System of a Down yeah like, can you can you play this song that you'll never play that you probably don't even have <laughs> in your whatever man Power Man 5000 their, their first record the Kung Fu Radio Kung Fu Radio yeah. amazing it sounds nothing like them they man. don't sound like that at all <laughs> They had an auxiliary player, dude. Yeah. Like and like, they they rocked. It was nonsense lyrics. It, yeah. But Power Man Five Thousand because the singer Spider One is Rob, Rob Zombie's, Zombie's brother. brother. Yep. So he's like, okay, well Rob Zombie has Monster Rock. Let's, <laughs> what should I do? Oh, space. Yeah. And then they started doing space rock bullshit. Yeah, that's that very was a, niche. That was a bummer to me, dude. Because I still fucking listen to that record, the Kung Fu Radio. Yeah, it is so fucking good. Tonight the Stars Revolt wasn't terrible. No, but garbage. I mean, well, there's like there's like two three songs on there that that well, I like because they didn't blow up until then. That's yeah. all people know about them. Right, right. A lot of people don't know about Kung Fu Radio. I went back and bought that one because I liked because you the thought new it was one. gonna sound like and then I space sound, rock. yeah and then I was like what the hell is this shit yeah it's, it's and then so years later different. I flip flopped and I was like oh that was the good one <laughs> it was the good one dude it was the good one I saw Power Man Five Thousand live uh, Ozfest ninety seven man I was gonna ask about that I've never been to Ozfest I never got to see the Vans Warp Tour none none of no. the Warp Tours no damn and they're dude. gone now not even Firefest bro. <laughs> yeah, dude. All the good festivals, man, are done. Uh, but no, Ospreys ninety seven. Yeah, God, I'm fucking old. But uh, <laughs> yeah, man, that was that was my first time uh, getting uh, kicked in the mosh pit. Because mm. before I would just watch it from the outside, right? Uh, but Machine Head started, and boom, I got a foot in the back of the head. I was like, oh man, this is fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man. When I saw Primal 5000, it was fucking mind-blowing and shit. And then I, they just... I mean, they sold out, I guess. Whatever. Yeah. Well, have you heard but of now? People like that stuff. People liked the garbage, you know, They're MTV like, rock. They did the same thing Papa Roach did. They're like glam metal now. Oh, yeah. They're like weird and like... Uh, they have a song called Black Lipstick. I think that's the big single. And it's like... 
Black lipstick. It's like goth rock. It's fucking weird, man. Damn, dude. Like they they went a whole different new direction. I don't know. I I mean, it's bad. I I still love that first uh, Comfy Radio. Another one that that had a, a good album and then fucking abandoned it was uh, Chevelle. Mm-hmm. Remember Chevelle? Send the pain below. That's not what I'm. T- I'm talking about <laughs> point one. Okay. I didn't even so I I didn't hear the good one then. Oh yeah. man, uh, Steve Albini. You you know anything about Shellac or Steve Albini? No. So Steve Albini produced Sorry. that first record. Okay. And it 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 just sounds like Steve Albini. Like you could tell that he had his foot in the fucking mm. whatever the saying is, foot in the mashed potatoes or whatever. <laughs> like the, the the tones and the yeah, his fingers in the honey pot. There you go. That sounds better than oh, foot wow. in the mashed potato. Uh, he had his dick in the gravy. All right, now we're going. <laughs> <laughs> but like bands that like put out a good album and then they 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 turn their backs on mm-hmm. the first ones. You know, they want they want the money, they want the radio play, and I get that. You know, it's a business. It's the same well, thing, and you know, same honestly, thing with maybe maybe they also just get bored of writing the same kind of. I mean, I but don't to know. completely change to completely change like like yeah. like the Power Man Five Thousand to have good. What would you even call it? Like funk rock? They could have been funk rock pioneers. Yeah. But then they're like, no, well, let's, if like scary fucking rock's working for my brother, let's do space rock. <laughs> and that fucking blew up, dude. People started dressing like that. Yeah. In With like crazy blonde hair. Like stuff. to school. And stuff. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it looks good, like as a music video. And that, like that's their aesthetic for the stage. But I don't think they go out in public like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like fucking. Getting like, their groceries, pulling up in like a space leather <laughs> plastic jackets and all that stuff. Like, dude, like with the tubing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you ever dress ridiculous, like for the music, mm. like any any music fads or whatever? No, I mean, I I do remember like like painting my my nails black with like a permanent marker uh, and shit. Like, yeah. um, but no, I mean, I was never like super punk or super like metal. Um. Yeah, I can never dress the part. I can yeah. never, like... I mean, I did have, like, the bracelet with the studs, but that's about as far as I went. Yeah, that's a little far. <laughs> that is a little far. No makeup, no, you know, nothing crazy. Do you have the, the Jinkos, the baggy pants? No, I actually, I used to wear, um... A friend of mine had Dickies and would wear, like, dress pants. Oh, like, yeah. Because that was, like, a punk thing to do, I guess, uh-huh. is to, like, wear dress pants. So I started wearing dress pants. Yeah. Instead of, like, blue jeans, which I did until I was, like... Like all the way through college, actually, I was always wearing dress pants. Yeah, um, and then like punk t-shirts. You know, I mean, the, it was a dumb look, but but no, I never had the Jinkos. I'm proud to admit that. Yeah, that's <laughs> something I could admit to. I never did Jinkos. My never... friend had them, and I remember I t- he fell asleep in class one time. So like all the chains and shit, they hang. I ended up tying him to the desk, <laughs> and then the bell rang, and everyone got up, and he dragged the desk <laughs> with him, and he was like, "What the hell? Damn it! <laughs> Damn it, Brian!" But dude, like. How ridiculous was that look, dude? Oh, I that know. big old <laughs> pipes and stuff. And I'm sorry, if you wear jinkles, you're a fucking it's embarrassing. idiot. It's so like <laughs> dude. Well, and, and I, I'm glad I never became a scene kid either and, and yeah, I did, did the I, you know, the hair straightener and the grill jeans, like that's gotta be embarrassing yeah, I looking didn't back. Have the fashion sense and <laughs> you know, I I bleached my hair once, but that's because I was going bald really early. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like, well, this is cool too. You know? I do regret never dyeing my hair blue or purple. Oh yeah. And having a mohawk maybe would have been cool, but yeah, it's yeah. I never did nothing cool. I'm, I'm bald now. It's too late. Yeah. So use it or lose it, man. Cause <laughs> it happens. It happens too fast. Uh, but yeah, dude, damn. So uh, you, you got to go to Ozfest a couple times and, and Vans as well. Vans Warp Tour. Well, I, I've only done Vans Warp Tour once uh, when I was living in in, uh, in Washington. Oh, cool! And it was a great place, dude. It, it's a place called the Gorge uh, in George Washington, uh, and it's just Gorgy George. Yeah, it's how they set up the main stage uh, on the cliff of a gorge. You know, mm. before the the canyon or whatever the fuck opens up, and uh, it was so so fucking fun, dude. Uh, you saw so many different bands, Chaos, and and what what year was that? It was it had to be like two thousand, two thousand seven, two thousand eight. But yeah, other yeah. than that, I've never gone to one here. It's it's too hot to go to a festival here in San Antonio, dude. Well, that's true too. I do remember 
I don't know if they were friends of mine, but I remember, yes, people like passing out and shit. Yeah. Either on the news or somebody at school was talking about it, but yeah, I'm, I'm upset that they canceled it for good. Like, I don't, that seems like such a weird thing to just say bye to. Yeah. I mean, Ozfest, I get it. He's not going to be around forever. Yeah. I mean, you can still have other people headline or still call it that, but I mean, whatever. Yeah. No, but I mean, and I remember seeing, so 97, however old he was, but he was an old man at that time, but he was running around that stage like crazy. Ozzy? Ozzy. Yeah. And I was like, that's fucking amazing. Dude. <laughs> uh, I like how he can still sing like an angel, but he can't, he can't speak. Su- can't talk. <laughs> Can't understand a fucking word he says, yeah. <laughs> but he can fucking sing. Uh, which, he remembers those lyrics. <laughs> yeah, Somehow. <laughs> uh, have you ever been to a show that you didn't think you were going to like and then you wound up liking it? Um, yes. Surprising. Backstreet Boys. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I went to go see, um, what were they called? The Bloody Beat Roots. Which is kind of like a, uh, like justice or I don't know, they're they're like it's kind of like, like a, EDM house music yeah. kind of stuff. Okay, but this was I mean this was back in the day. I mean they they were I don't know kind of more like like Daft Punky than than like straight up EDM stuff. But yeah, I really wasn't excited to go, and I, I had a blast, man. Yeah. And then um, what are they called? Choo Choo. XIU is like how that's oh yeah Shushu and yeah. um some band they were playing with them of similar genre like I thought I was gonna be bored out of my mind I just I went with an X and I ended up having a really good time well those albums are kind of they're 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 so weird to get into you know mm-hmm. like because to me that's background music yeah it's kind of slow it's kind of boring like M eighty three I love M eighty three but I don't know if I'd want to see them live they put on a really good live show oh, okay. Yeah, we'll see, I probably I probably would have not been excited to go and then been pleasantly surprised. Yeah, like uh, yeah, they were a good. Show. I saw them at the Aztec M eighty three. Nice, because uh, I mean I love their music, but it just really seems like it'd show. be boring. You know? Yeah, I don't know. no, I was on the on the same thing too. Yeah, because uh, that it, it, good album, but again, it's just like kind of like background stuff, nothing too exciting about mm-hmm. it. But a good it good show. Like, feels like a like a movie, like a like a soundtrack or something. Yeah, dude. Um, Movie score. There you go. Movie score. Uh, I I so happened to I just so happened to get into uh, this show for free. It was at a casino. Uh, my sister and my sister in law uh, had tickets. Right, they were going to go to the show. They were going to do the casino, and then I was flying out, uh, flying back home. So it was my last night in Seattle, mm-hmm. uh, officially. And uh, I was waiting for the trolley, the bus trolley, to get, take me back to the uh, motel. And this guy comes out. He's like, hey, man, uh, what's what's going on? I was like, I'm waiting for the bus. He's like, oh, it's going to be well. And I was like, yeah, my sister's inside at the concert, you know. And he's like, all right, yeah, man, well, follow me. And I was like, cool, okay, whatever. <laughs> so I was following, following him, following He's like, you want to be a star, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> like, and the, like, yeah, he just said, follow me. And I was like, that's so weird. And so, Isn't it funny too? Like back in the day, like the shit you did without thinking, without even thinking about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I had a similar thing with like this old guy. Me and my friend like got in his truck and like he drove us something. I was like, "What the fuck were we thinking?" Exactly, dude. Uh, <laughs> so many different bad situations that could happen. This one, especially with no cell phones. This one, exactly. This one wasn't too bad. Uh, so he, he, I follow him. He opens the door and then he says, "Go on in," and get to go in and all that stuff. And it was to go see uh, Joan Jet and the Black Hearts. Whoa! Yeah. Okay, that's pretty cool. Surprisingly, yeah, a great show. She fucking and for fifty, she was it was she was fifty at the time or something. Puts on a really <laughs> fucking rocking show, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, that was that was an interesting surprise because I, I didn't want to go. Like my my sister had tickets. She's like, we can get you a ticket. I was like, no, I'm good. <laughs> but uh, I was presently surprised that it was a, a really fucking good show. Um, damn, there was something else I was gonna ask you. Um, What's the best show or concert you've ever been to? Interesting. I think I've said this before. Back uh, at the Gorge, went to go see Tool. Okay. And it was 2006. I had just moved to Seattle. Didn't know anybody. You know, 
Um, how I moved, I was because I went, I moved for music, mm-hmm. so I recorded some drum demos and I put them on Craigslist, and I just started putting fillers out there, right? So I met these guys who were looking for a drummer, and we just talked back and forth. Our first time meeting was we were like, oh, we're all going to the tool show. You should just drive with us. So wait, you moved out there to join a band? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. Well, I, I moved out there to look for a band okay. to, to start playing music in Seattle. Oh, in Seattle. Okay. Yeah. So, and uh, the Gorge is like a two hour drive out of Seattle. So I'm meeting these people for the first time. We're going to dr- take a road trip. Two hours, <laughs> right? Uh, wound up having a good time. Yeah. But that show was to go see Tool. And we get out there, and I'm, you know, a little high. <laughs> and their opening band, who I've never heard of before, never seen it before. And usually, Tool's opening bands are garbage. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually. So, first band comes on, it's fucking ISIS. Oh. You ever heard of ISIS? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking amazing, dude. Mm-hmm. And it could have been, because I was high. It could have <laughs> been, because uh, at the gorge, when all the lights go out, and when it's black, when it's nighttime, beautiful. You see stars, you see the stage, you see all this stuff. You're just sitting on the fucking, on the hill, mm-hmm. just fucking watching music. And it was fucking amazing. They, they, the ISIS blew fucking tour out of the water. I've never gone to a tool show ever since. Nice. Because they're so fucking. Is it boring. like an auditorium? Is or is it like no? It's open? outdoors. It's just fully open. Outdoors, That's yeah, cool. fully open. Amazing show, ISIS. Nice. Yeah, dude. And I became a big ISIS fan. I've never seen Tool live ever since, because it was that time where uh, Maynard just stood in the back, and mm-hmm. he just stood there and did his singing and didn't mm-hmm. put on a good show, and it was just like, what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah. And now they just do screens and 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 uh, visual effects, and it's just like, like flaming lips and all that crap. Yeah. Um, so yeah, dude. Uh, what are you listening to now? Any any recommendations? Anything that you got to uh, uh, to share? Anything that should, people should be checking out? Like Vanilla um, Ice, hard to swallow. Yeah, no, I, I'm excited <laughs> to check that out. You got it, dude. I bet you're gonna love it. If you still love Limp <laughs> Biscuit, you gotta you gotta love that shit. Uh, um, well, I didn't know this until recently, but I used to think that nothing in life mattered. Now I know for sure by choirs, my old band is actually on, uh, Spotify. Oh, awesome, dude. I'm going to check that out. I don't think sure. any of my other stuff is, but, um, yeah, but yeah. Um, a lot of Primus actually. Oh, Adele's new album 30. Are you serious? Dude. It's pretty good. That's surprising. I do not like Adele. <laughs> and I'm not I'm not saying that she's not talented. Beautiful voice. Just ah, I just can't stand her. I don't know why. What do they call? I'm trying to find my I think they're called Black Country New Roads. That's the band name? Yeah. Black Country New New Roads. Yeah, Black Country New Road. Um they're a weird like rock band from England. And uh yeah, I don't know. It's just it's a weird, weird mix. But yeah, I've mostly been listening to old shit, man. Like I've been re-listening to Primus and Cake and um, Blink One Eight Two and just comfort music, really. Yeah, nothing, nothing super new. Yeah, man. I, I know Primus is gonna be in town, but they're they're doing Rush covers. Yeah. So I don't know if it's gonna be worth to go. I do like the opening band Battles. Uh, oh, Battles is yeah. Battles is amazing. I saw Battles in Austin once. Um, at the new emos and man, it was awesome. Well, did you ever see him as a three piece or just a two piece? It was the three piece at the yeah. time. Yeah, that's when Mirrors came out. I believe Mirrors mm-hmm. was a, the album. That was good, and then that that guy left the band. But uh, yeah, the new one Gloss Drop wasn't very good. But yeah, yeah. Mirrored, Mirrored. Oh man, it that album that is good. that I album is incredible. But yeah, uh, John Stainer, the the drummer, he he was the original drummer. I don't know if he's the original drummer, but he was the drummer in Helmet. Helmet. Yeah. And one yeah, of my, they're like a they're like a super super group. One of my favorite bands. Uh, one of my favorite drummers uh, was uh, was John Stainer from the Meantime and the uh, I think that's Meantime Helmet. Uh, so I don't know. I might check it out. Yeah, because I, I love Primus. I saw them in Houston once, um, long long time ago, 
Yeah. My buddy couldn't make it to the Austin show the night before, but he was like, if you drive to Houston, like I'll buy your ticket. Oh, okay. I was like, cool, done deal. And we got there and the venue just sucked. I was oh. in the very front row because like, I was obsessed with him at the time. Yeah. And I could hear my best friend like talking and the people t- behind me talking. I was like, why is the sound system not loud enough? Oh, damn. And like the songs they played were okay, but they were doing a weird Primus thing where they were like, we're not going to repeat any songs on this tour. Because they have like 10, 12 albums or so. Um, That's not fair. You're punishing people that didn't see you yesterday. Exactly. Today. And then I saw, and like the songs they chose were okay, but then I saw the Austin, someone put the set list online of what yeah. they played the day before, and it was like all my favorite songs. Damn, and I dude. was like, fuck, man. <laughs> that, that sucks. That's, that's a bummer. I would be really pissed off. I saw Modest Mouse in Oklahoma when I was living in Denton, and that's probably the second best show I've ever seen. Modest Mouse, yeah. I love them. But I've heard, like, I caught him on a good night. Because mm. I've heard a lot of people say, like, he gets too fucked up or whatever. But, like, they murdered when I saw him. Yeah. But the best concert I ever saw was actually Nine Inch Nails. Damn. I've never thought I would go see him. But an ex was really into him. And we got tickets and we went. And I was, I was blown away. Yeah. It was right after uh, Hesitation Marks came out. Damn. And, yeah, it was, it was awesome. When, when bands changed their lifestyle... Like, uh, mm-hmm. when they're not struggling anymore, <laughs> you know, when they don't need to be performing, like, well, you know what else when, I've noticed that's with, when they're not good with bands. And I swear this happens every single time. Whenever the singer or whoever leaves and then does a solo thing and then comes back, mm-hmm. the band just is never as good. They kind of resent them. Like, well, oh, that you, you could do this without me. Well, that and they become more like soft. Like I feel like when Corey Taylor did Stone Sour, yeah. and he came back to Slipknot, and it was a lot more singing, mm-hmm. a lot less heavy songs. Mm-hmm. They had like acoustic fucking songs on Slipknot album. I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. And like it happened with Blink after Tom made Angels and Airwaves and Mark made Plus Forty Four, and Travis Barker he fucking drums on everything now. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, they got back together and weren't weren't ever as good. Um, Fieldly from Corn left, Brian from Corn left. They both came back, and it, I don't know, man. Oh, I didn't know Field, Fieldly ever left. Well, he didn't. I don't think he left, but he made uh, Fieldly's Dreams or whatever his solo oh, like yeah, rap. His like his like wannabe <laughs> rap album. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like when people have too much time and money, they're like, oh, I could do anything now. Like I have time to put out my my rap record. Well, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I mean, a lot of musicians like Jayla, whoever, become actors. But what do you think about actors making music? Um, like I mean, Keanu I'm, Reeves has Dogstar, which is never heard Dogstar. I've I've heard of that band, never heard it before. Billy I'm Bob's. A, I'm I, assuming it's not good. Billy 30, Bob's got the Box Masters. Thirty Seconds to Mars was that before he became an actor, sure, or was that after? Go. You know, I actually don't know. Because that's a good band. Yeah, Thirty Seconds to Mars, Jared Leto. He's fuck him though. Why? He's too talented. Yeah. He's like 50 and he still looks amazing. And yeah. he's, he's in like every great movie. Like he's yeah. never made a bad. Well, Morbius is coming out. It looks terrible, but. I haven't watched a lot of his stuff. He's getting that Marvel I, money now though. Yeah. Oh, he's in Marvel now? He's in that new Morbius. Damn. Where he like turns into like a wolf or some crap. Yeah. It looks bad, but yeah. He's a great actor and a I'm great sure, singer. I'm sure dude. if I saw the check, I would, I would do it too. <laughs> yeah. I ain't mad at it, you know? I mean, like, yeah, no, he's very talented. Yeah, Other than yeah. that, I mean, Billy Bob's band's terrible. Bruce, <laughs> Bruce, I, I love Bruce Willis. And he, he can, can, he can play, play the, the ha- yeah, yeah, he can play the hell out of a harmonica, dude. But the band, I don't know. I never heard the band, but I heard him play harmonica once some, on something. I don't, I don't yeah. Remember. No, he, he gets a pass there because he rules. Yeah. He's, a, he's a bald action icon, so I'm for it. <laughs> yeah. He could play me in my movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, you got to check out the Vanilla Ice. Yeah, no, for Artist sure. Wall. I mean, I guarantee you, you get a fucking level. If, you, if you're really... And I, I mean, I might have fan. heard a song or two off it. I don't know. It kind of sounds familiar, but yeah, I'm going I'm to blast that on the way home. Set your expectations low, though. Just know, <laughs> just know going in, like you give him a, a pass. Well, like, he was on a Bloodhound Gang track, too. Really? That was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah? Wow. One of their more, like, rocky kind of... Like, they're both rapping, but he's got, like, a raspy, like, rap, and, like... Yeah. You can tell he's trying to distance himself from the Vanilla Ice image. Yeah, he was trying so hard to... And, like... He, he was going by... What's that other name he goes by? Rob Van Winkle. Yeah, Rob Van Winkle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I think legally he can't use vanilla ice anymore. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I'm just making that up. Oh. <laughs> but what I was, was like, who sued him? What was funny is that, like, I saw him. Is there an ice cream company? <laughs> yeah. I saw him uh, by accident. Well, not by accident. Just so happened to find out that he was in town uh, at the Sunset Station. Oh, okay. And, uh, you know, I've never seen a show there ever. Really? Yeah. It's a good place. It was a good place to go see a show. And uh, so many good shows that, that came through there. But uh, he he wanted to do rock and he wanted to do, like, heavy stuff. But he had to have two different microphones. One to sing into and one that had the distortion way oh, up. Oh, no. Because he couldn't scream. That's so If he cringy. screamed, like, he would lose his voice. Yeah. So he had to rock with two microphones. <laughs> and I have... I, I mean, it's like the least metal thing I've ever heard. So unmetal. It's so unmetal. And like, I, I, I know it's stupid, but one of my things is before I die is to learn how to, how to scream like a mm-hmm. fucking like metal fucking singer, like hardcore. Hell yeah. But when you see people that have to use uh, a distorted mic to do metal, yeah. it's just like, dude, just don't. Man, have you heard... Uh... I know you're probably trying to wrap up, but have you heard uh, Ice T's metal band? Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, dude, I like them. Um, what's what are they called? Blood Blood Count Body yeah, Count Body Count Yeah Blood Count <laughs> <laughs> Body Count Yeah, that's they're fucking good. I he, mean, he could they it. could they be the band is good? Could they use a different frontman? Sure. Yeah, but ride the coattails, man. I ain't mad at you. And uh, also. Uh, have you heard of uh, <laughs> Jada Smith's metal band? Oh, Flyleaf? Or no, no. no. Wicked Wisdom. Oh, that's right. Wicked Wisdom. Wicked Wisdom. Um, I think I've heard like their singles, but yeah. Not bad. Not bad? Okay. Not bad. I'll have to check it out. Because we were talking about actors that go into music. And right, right. But I was surprised that she did a, a metal band and stuff. And her daughter did a, metal, did a cover of one of her songs. Amazing. Fucking mm. talented, ba- oh, talented family, dude. Yeah, it's uh, they definitely sold their soul to the devil. For oh, for sure, sure. for sure. Uh, do what you gotta do, man. Uh, cool, man. This is fun. We gotta do this again. I mean, we, yeah. We, there's so much music we could have fucking talked about for sure. Oh yeah. But man. I really want to know what you think about that vanilla ice. <laughs> <laughs> if you hate it, dude, I'm gonna be so bummed. I will text you <laughs> immediately when I get home. <laughs> uh, but cool, man. Plugs. Anything you gotta promote? Anything people can find? Uh, all that good stuff. Go ahead and give it to them again. Yeah, um, at the Brian Powell on Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Um, my all my links, which is basically Linktree, um, is on my Facebook, so you can actually find all my bands, my old bands, through there. If y'all are music fans and want to see see that, my YouTube um, channels there as well for all my short films. Um, again, I have a play coming up, a full length play that y'all should go see. Three nights um, in March, specific days not yet confirmed. And, uh, yeah, other than that, uh, hopefully y'all see me a lot more in the comedy scene as well. Cool, man. Uh, this was awesome, dude. This like, I'm, I'm hyped. That's why I like the, <laughs> the title of this is a podcast. Let's start a fucking band. Yeah. As soon as I talk about music, I get so amped. I was like, oh, dude. fucking start a fucking band. You, you took me down a long road of nostalgia. I'm just like, oh, it's fun, yeah, right? Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> uh, cool, man. Uh, Twitter, Instagram at your homie, Pat, babacocore.com. Like, subscribe, all that good stuff, and uh, later. Rock on.